is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 257 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, I am super excited to welcome Brock Johnson to the podcast. We're going to be talking about Instagram real strategies for those that dislike video. So if you are someone that has been struggling with this whole idea that Instagram wants to become more of a video platform, this episode is for you. Brock has over, at the time of the recording, 220,000 followers on Instagram, and he is who I go and stalk and watch to see what is trending, what is doing well, what is working right now. So I want to make sure that you listen into this episode be prepared to take notes because he has so many great ideas for you all. He's giving you examples, so you're definitely not going to want to miss this. As always, if you are listening and you haven't already grabbed my Instagram engagement guide, just send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose, and I will make sure that you have that. It will help you when you are listening to these different ideas of how to continue to explore and play with reels and how to make it work for your brand. All right, you guys, let's dive in. Hi, Brock. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to dive into this conversation because I know it's something that my listeners are going to kind of raise their eyebrows at and probably roll their eyes, Mm -hmm. but it's something that they so need to hear and I know it's something they're struggling with. So before we jump into that, will you introduce yourself and your business? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Brock Johnson. I am a 24-year-old Instagram marketing coach, Instagram marketing expert. And basically that's just a a fancy title that I've made up for myself for what I do for a living. And what I do for a living is I help other business owners, creatives, bloggers, artists, uh, entrepreneurs grow their brand or, or their presence on Instagram specifically. And most importantly, I help them convert those followers into subscribers, uh, customers that help them really grow, grow their income and grow their business through Instagram. And all of that is wrapped up in this idea that I want to help you do it with the strategies that are actually going to work and that are not going to take, you know, 17 hours a day. I want you to get the most out of your time on Instagram and only have to spend, you know, a a very small amount of time on Instagram every day. Yes. And I think that's why I honestly was drawn to your content. I was introduced. I know I had mentioned this in the email when we went back and forth. Um, Lucas O'Keefe was the Mm -hmm. one that had kind of introduced me to you. And I love the fact that everything was quick, easy. It wasn't telling me that I had to post a hundred times a day and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. So, Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's my goal is, is, as I understand, like, you know, we all got multiple businesses and side hustles and families, and, and we want to have a life outside of Instagram. Uh, so I really want to make things as simple and easy and truly as effective as possible. Okay. So tell me why Instagram Reels are important in 2022. Absolutely. Um, so it's no lie. It's no secret. I think we're all familiar at this point with the power of Instagram as a start. You know, there's a million different social media platforms. And sure, you could be successful on just about every single social media platform. Some might be easier or or harder than others, but we're all familiar at this point, I think, with the power of Instagram, uh, not just to build a a following and a presence, but, you know, to to 
really take your business or your brand to the next level. And the cool thing about Reels and the reason that I'm such a huge fan of Reels is that they offer you the ability to reach people, more people than ever before. They give you the opportunity for free. I mean, it's such an amazing opportunity and it's totally free. And you can reach tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, even millions of people with quick little bite-sized videos. I mean, it's not the days of YouTube where you know, you're grinding for years, making 10-minute video after 10-minute video. A lot of these Instagram reels are six, seven seconds long. They're reaching millions of people. They're growing people's pages by thousands and thousands of followers. And if you follow the best practices, a lot of those followers will end up turning into subscribers and customers. So I love the fact that you said free, because I think that that is a piece of what people get frustrated with when algorithms change on social media platforms like Instagram, right? They, we get this pushback of, well, they, why are they changing this? Why are they taking my content? And I think that that's a big piece of what we need to remember. It is free. So we're going to talk about an organic way that you don't have to put yes. money behind it. So it's so important to really stress that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is free, but Instagram's a business, right? And so let's break down the algorithm in its simplest form possible. Instagram is a business and Instagram has to make money somehow. So if they're not going to charge us for logging into Instagram, how do they make their money? They make their money by selling ads, right? They sell ad space. And the only way that they can sell ad space is if their users are paying attention. So if you want the simplest definition ever of how the Instagram algorithm works, the Instagram algorithm values our attention. So just ask yourself, is my caption? Is my reel? Is my post? Is my Instagram story? Is my Instagram live? No matter what you're doing on the platform, is it holding people's attention? Is it getting them to watch and keep watching and keep coming back and stay engaged? Or is it getting them to swipe away and unfollow and mute your content? Because Instagram tracks all of those little pieces of data to determine, are people paying attention because of what you're doing? Or are they kind of swiping away and not paying attention because of what you're doing? So what are the best practices for Instagram reels along the lines of like length of time, trending sounds, TikTok logo? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally, totally. So I think that there's a few best practices. And before I even share those, I want to share the musts. Okay. So there, there are, you know, there's always best practices and general best fits and recommendations. But with reels, there are a few things that, in my opinion, are musts. Like these are non-negotiables. And there's three of them. The first one is that all reels should be shared to your feed. Now, when you're about to post a reel, this is always automatically clicked. It's the last little button at the very bottom, right before you hit post, you have the option to share it only to reels, which kind of is like, you know, sharing to one little section or sharing it to your feed. Well, how do we use Instagram? When we're on Instagram, most of us, most of the time are spending the time in our home feed. That's where we're seeing content. So you should always share your reels to your feed. If you don't, you're going to get far less engagement, far less views, far less reach, all that good stuff. The second huge must is that all reels should be related to your niche or your focus or whatever that topic is that your account is centered around. Here's an example. Let's say, you know, I'm me, I'm Brock. I post all about Instagram growth and and reels and all these strategies. And then suddenly, let's say I posted a reel about um, myself snowboarding. I love snowboarding. And I think it's important to note, like we all love a lot of different things and have a lot of different passions. So, you know, my, my niche is Instagram growth, but I, I decide one day to post a reel about snowboarding and it does great and it goes viral and it, you know, 
reaches thousands and thousands of people. Well, guess what? All of those people who are now seeing my content and following me are the wrong people because they're not going to be interested in my future content. They're not going to be interested in anything I've posted in the past. And they're probably not even going to follow me in the first place, right? Because it's not related to my niche. So that's why the second must is that all reels should be related to your niche. And then number three is a never, and that's never delete a reel. I will put an asterisk on that. And the asterisk is you can delete a reel if it like glitches, you know, Instagram's full of bugs and glitches. And sometimes the audio will get messed up or or the text will, will glitch and will look blurry for some reason. It's okay to delete it if that happens. But don't delete the reel just because, you know, it didn't perform up to your expectations or, you know, it hurts your ego because it didn't get as many likes as you wanted it to. Just leave it because reels, unlike most other content on Instagram, they have a much longer shelf life. So usually for most of us, you know, 48 hours after we made a post, that post is hardly getting seen anymore. Like it's getting maybe two or 3% of the, of the engagement that it was getting before. Reels, on the other hand, they oftentimes get engagement consistently for four or five, six days after you post them. And I have countless case studies and examples of people who posted a reel, and it's happened to me too, post a reel. And for the first couple of days, it didn't do very good. Maybe even it was, it was one of your worst performing reels. And you were like, ooh, like, should I take this down? This one did so poor. And then suddenly three weeks later, it just blows up and it reaches thousands and thousands of new people. But that could never happen if you took it down in the first place. So that's why my third must is you must never delete your reel. Okay. Those are great ways to set us up because I think there are a lot of questions, especially when reels first came out and we were so used to, especially my listeners are used to that aesthetic of the feed looking pretty. And now here we are changing it up with, you know, posting a reel to our feed. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Now let's go back to that whole idea of best practices for the actual reel with the length of time. Do you, are you finding anything like that? That's making a difference, trending sounds, things like that. Yeah, totally, totally. So best practices. Um, first of all, you know, let's talk about what you were just mentioning with the whole like cover and what the reels look like. What I always tell people is first of all, having a cohesive aesthetic or, or like a, a uniform feed or a pre-planned grid is not necessary for your growth on Instagram. If that's something that really brings you a lot of joy or something that like is fun for you or matters to you, go ahead, knock your socks off. But it's not necessary for growth. And a workaround is you can upload a custom cover for your reel. So if you want your reel to look a certain way on your grid, you can always do that. But let's get into the best practices. Okay. So first of all, If you really want to increase your odds of going viral and reaching the most people possible, use those trending audios, the trending sounds and songs and and the the movements or dances or whatever the the content of the video is. If you use things that are trending, you're more more likely to hop on the wave and also be carried to uh, viral and and a lot of views and, and reach. Now, it's not necessary to use those trending audios. And of course, the follow-up question is, well, how do I know what's trending? There's two ways. Number one, um, Instagram does have this little, it kind of looks like an upside-down lightning bolt or like an arrow that's shooting up and to the right. That is one way to tell if it's trending. But honestly, we know what's trending. Like if you walk around the mall and you see five people wearing white Crocs, well then, hey, white Crocs are trending. If you're scrolling through reels and you hear the same song 17 times, well, that's a cue for you. Even if you don't have some special app to tell you so, that's a cue that it's trending. So just use your ears, use your eyes. And if you start to notice something repeating, 
you know, that's a good clue that it's trending. So that's the first thing. Um, the second best practice is to use text, definitely use text. Um, I'm a big fan of closed captioning and, you know, typing out whatever the words are that you're speaking in the reel, but don't overdo the text. And there's a fine line here. And, you know, I don't have an exact number, like use five pieces of text, but don't use 17. Um, but basically, if your whole reel is covered in text, it's probably not going to perform as well. Luckily, a lot of food-based reels and a lot of baking and cooking-based reels, they're not covered in text. They're more focused on the actual food, which is kind of a nice bonus. Number three is be relatable. I was speaking with a woman recently who um, she was a cake maker um, and she's like, hey, like my, my reels are attracting a lot of people who are already in my industry, but they're not exactly attracting like my ideal follower or client. And I watched a few of her reels and her reels were very relatable, but they were relatable for other bakers. They're relatable for other cake makers. All of the problems and the humor and the relatability was about making cakes and decorating cakes. But I'm like, listen, if that's who you're trying to relate to, well, then of course you're going to be followed by people who relate to those things. So be relatable, but be intentional, right? With who you are trying to relate to. That's number three. My fourth best practice, and this is getting into the length discussion. Um, is that shorter is typically better when it comes to going viral. Now, reels can be up to 60 seconds long. Um, you can absolutely do a 60 second long reel and you can have success with it. I like to just vary my length. And that's kind of the best practice really that I would recommend is vary your length. Do some short ones, do some long ones, do some with the trending audio, do somewhere without a trending audio. Um, but statistically speaking, the average popular viral reel it's about seven seconds long. That's what we found, about seven seconds. That's kind of the, the sweet spot. Number five out of six of my best practices. Um, and, and this one came, this was kind of interesting from a study that I did on my most popular reels. I, I broke down my reels. I organized them by which ones had the most views. And then I just rewatched kind of like the top 10. And I just took notes on like, what do each of these have? And I noticed that I think eight out of the top 10 had some sort of plot twist at the end or a surprise ending or an unexpected part of the reel, or, you know, my, my opinion differed um, from what the general public might've thought, or maybe I was dispelling some Instagram myth, which we all know there's like a bajillion out there. So that's kind of a, a best tip or best practice is to have some sort of unexpected plot twist if you can. And then finally, sixth best practice, absolutely do not. And actually I, you know, I should probably add this to the musts category um, no TikTok logo. Instagram has officially stated that if you have a, a TikTok watermark, or oh, to be, actually what they said is if you have a watermark of any kind, but of course we all know that they meant TikTok. If you have a watermark on your video, um, they won't show it to as many people. They've said they actually won't show it to anyone who isn't following you. I've seen cases where they still have done that, but you know, let's go with what they're saying and let's try to make the algorithm and make Instagram happy and remove the TikTok logo from your video if you are reposting from TikTok over to IG. Okay. So I know if I don't ask you this question, my people are going to kill me that I didn't ask it. <laughs> so I kind of know your answer because of course I follow you. On <laughs> hashtags. When it yeah. comes to reels, should there be hashtags in the caption? Yeah. Um, so great question. Um, hashtags are the number one way to grow. No, absolutely not. I was, uh, <laughs> that was a joke. That was sarcasm. Um, but that's what we hear from so many Instagram experts, hashtags, hashtags, hashtags. 
Um, and we don't need to get into like why hashtags are so huge, but just know this in 2017 and 2018 and even 2019, hashtags were very effective across the board. You could use them and pretty consistently expect results from your hashtags. But now they're just a lot tougher, right? I mean, I'm sure uh, listeners are, are, are listening right now and they're like, yeah, you know, sometimes my hashtags do great and sometimes they don't. And listen, you might be the, the one exception um, who, you know, you're listening right now and you're like, you know, my hashtags work every single time and I get tons of reach from them. That's awesome. Congratulations. Like, tell me your secrets. That is awesome. Keep doing it. Don't let me stop you. But here's the, the real message that I want to spread. We shouldn't worry or stress or spend hours of our time thinking about and researching hashtags. Hashtags are something that can help you. They cannot hurt you. They are always going to be very hit or miss. There's a million different best practices. Some people say that you should use eight. Some say you should use all 30. Some say you should use five. Uh, some people say you should put them in the caption. Yet there are Instagram employees who say it doesn't make a difference. And there's other Instagram employees who say it has to be in the caption. So. There's so much um, misunderstanding, but even with the very best practices, even with a team full of hashtag experts at your disposal, they're going to be hit or miss. And so that's why I say, you know, spend your time elsewhere. There are much better uses of your time than stressing out and researching hashtags. They can help you. They can't hurt you. So you might as well keep using them, but you also might as well stop stressing out over them. Right. Yes. And I think my listeners are definitely of the, we use them a lot. We research them a ton. We believe and die by them. Uh, <laughs> so I did know I was setting you up to say, <laughs> which is perfect because I think we need to hear it from other people rather than just, you know, hearing it once or twice from someone else. Mm-hmm. So a large portion of my listeners despise video, especially yeah. where they're expected to be in front of the camera. How totally. do my food DIY and craft bloggers take advantage of real? Totally. Absolutely. So I will say this, you can be successful on Instagram without using video. That is absolutely the case. We have plenty of case studies to prove it. I know that Instagram earlier, like in 2021, Adam Mosry, the head of Instagram said, we are no longer a photo sharing app. Yes. Well, I mean, th- that's been true since 2012. In 2012, I remember when Instagram released video on the feed. And at that time, there was no IGTV. There was no stories. It was just like you could post square videos on your feed. And it was a way to compete with Vine. And let's go back to what we started this conversation with. What does Instagram care about? They care about our attention. And so the reason that they've introduced all these other forms of video, now they have IGTV and reels and stories and live is because video holds people's attention. But with that being said, you can hold people's attention without video. I mean, people are listening to us right now and they're just listening to the sound of our voices. There is no video. They can't see our faces. So you can grow without video. That's the first thing I want to say. You can grow without reels even. Absolutely possible. That's the first thing I want to say. But with that being said, reels are the most effective and video is the most engaging kind of content. So uh, again, you don't even have to show your face in these reels. And I came up with a few ideas of ways that you can post reels or post videos without showing your face. Um, And really the the first thing I want to say is just spend some time following other creators in your industry and watch what they do. And specifically look for the, like, if you don't want to show your face on camera or you don't want to, you know, uh, be in your reels as much, you really want to be focused on your craft or, or your cooking or whatever, find other top creators who are doing a good job of creating videos where they're not showing their face. 
And there are plenty of examples. I know even in my industry of Instagram growth and marketing, one of my favorite creators, all of his videos are just like overheads of him sketching on a notebook or writing on a dry erase board. He never shows his face. And yet he's so educational and so engaging. So some ideas um, of face-free reels um, is, first of all, fast-paced editing. This is one that I saw on my TikTok recently because I'm kind of on food TikTok a little bit. Um, uh, the guy was using fast-paced editing. So all of his clips were maybe you know like half a second to a second long at most. And it was really focused on the sounds of the cooking. So it was kind of like ASMR, if people are familiar with those videos, but you know, I was hearing the, as he's like ripping open the bag, I'm hearing the slap as he's throwing the chicken down on the cutting board. I'm hearing like the crunch as he like, you know, uh, spreads the, the salt between his fingers and pinches the salt. So it was really focused on the sound and it was very fast paced. So it was engaging and it was kind of like a recipe video because I could kind of follow along. Okay, now he's he's adding salt. Okay, now he's turning up the, the stove. Oh, okay. So I was able to kind of watch, but in all, in all honesty, that kind of helped with the engagement as well because it wasn't a super slow, like step one, take out your chicken, cut open the bag. Like it was faster paced. So I had to keep up and I watched that video three or four times trying to like take notes and write it down. So that's uh, one idea of a face-free reel. And it was super close up. So I never saw his face. Another idea of a face-free reel is uh, kind of like we were talking about recipes and just kind of showing the process. Um, and again, it's all about like just the phone camera angle. You don't have to back the camera up like a traditional TV set where it's 30 feet away and it's showing your whole kitchen. Get up in there close. It's going to be way more engaging anyways if we're seeing close-ups. I mean, we're so used to now, you know... Uh, 15 feet away. And here's me mixing in a mixing bowl. I'm wearing my apron and here's my rustic style kitchen. But how fun is it to get like the camera up in the face of the mixing bowl or up close and personal with your craft and your project? And it's a lot more engaging that way. So that's another idea. A third idea, I kind of mentioned it earlier is overhead videos. Um, so there are great overhead tripods and ring lights that you can find. Uh, so you can just kind of set up your phone and honestly, just hit record and start your start your cooking. Um, pro tip, outsource the editing. Hire a virtual assistant or, or an editor somewhere to whip it together for you. Because listen, you might not have the expertise in editing. Your expertise might be in your craft or your, your cooking or whatever it is, or your blogging, whatever it is that you do. Let someone else show you their skill and use their skill and their expertise in video editing and chop up that, that recipe video and make it fun. Um, and then my fourth idea for a face-free reel is time-lapse videos. So most smartphones have the ability to do time-lapse mode now, which is basically, you know, where it takes like a 30-minute video and it speeds it up to the point where it's like six seconds long. Uh, might look a little bit funny because you'll be moving so fast, but hey, that's a way to, um, you know, not put your face on the camera as much and just still show the process of your craft or your cooking or whatever it may be. The example that you gave about finding someone that was doing it well, would you recommend checking TikTok for it? Because it seems like everything that happens on TikTok then comes to Instagram. <laughs> it happens there much faster. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that first of all, trends move a lot faster on TikTok. Um, if you see something trending on TikTok, five days later, it's probably not trending. And if you post a video with that trend, you've probably missed the wave. Instagram, the, the trends move a lot slower. 
They usually move from TikTok to Instagram and they usually last a lot longer on Instagram. So I hear from people like, oh, I was going to post this reel, but I don't know if the audio is trending anymore. I'm like, listen, you could post a reel from you know October of 2020 um, or October 2021 even and still have success a few months later um, because people like that on Instagram, you know, trends move slower and that's totally fine. So yeah, but speaking of what you were saying, I think that TikTok is a great place to find trends and to find people because the TikTok algorithm on the TikTok for you page is powerful. They have spent so much money finally tuning that algorithm. So I promise you, if you spend a little bit of time on TikTok and you intentionally engage with videos that are, um, you know, in your niche, let's say, or videos that are the kinds of videos that you want to create. If you keep engaging with those, TikTok will keep showing them to you. And that's a really powerful way, um, to find those creators and find those videos and basically just let TikTok be your place, uh, to get free recommendations all day long. Okay. Yes. That makes a ton of sense. And it's funny that you say that Instagram is so much slower. I think it's because the old folks. We, I am over there. The older people are over there. Um, we have, so it takes us a little while to get with the trends and everything else, but I definitely see what you're saying. Like go to that within the reels and just it's audio that was trending months ago. Still mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the other piece of what I was going to ask you was about when you were talking about creating the video without having to be in the actual um, in the, the screen, sorry, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and using a trending sound. Do you yep. think that what's important is also transitions? I see a lot of the ones that seem to pop up into my feed, especially food-wise, are the ones that have like a quick transition. And it's like that surprise factor almost mm-hmm. that you talked about that did well for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, transitions can be really powerful. Of course, it's tough if someone's listening right now to like describe transitions over just audio. Um, There's something that I think transitions are something that I think you learn as you go. And so if you're just listening right now and you're like, you know, I'm scared of reels. I've only done a few and I just, I don't know. Don't even worry about transitions just yet. If you want to take your reels to the next level, maybe you've been posting them for a few months now and you're like, Hey, you know, my, my reels are just starting to, to die out. They're not getting as many views as they used to consider kicking up the quality a little bit by introducing transitions. And uh, again, we keep saying this term, but I really want to highlight it. It's just thoughtfully consuming, watching other people's videos, not mindlessly scrolling, but thoughtfully being like, oh, like literally taking notes. Oh, what kind of transition did they do? Oh, what kind of music did they do? How long were each of their clips? How close up were each of their their uh, videos? Um, so, so thoughtfully consume. Um, and yeah, you, you can use those, those trending audios. Again, not absolutely necessary, uh, but, but using trending audios, using the transitions, things like that, they, they can definitely beef up the quality of your reels. And I just want to end this thought by saying, if you have noticed your reels declining in views recently, you're not getting as many views as they used to, there's a lot of things to consider. First of all, People are in school again. They're going to work again. Like people are just a lot busier now than they were, you know, a year and a half ago. Coming into the holiday season, it's typically a season where people aren't on social media as much. Like it's very common for people to notice a dip in views and engagement in the month of December and January because people are all about their New Year's resolutions. They're kicking off, you know, they're getting off social media and they're spending more time with their family. 
So that's all to be expected. It might not even be anything you're doing wrong, uh, but what a perfect opportunity if your views are going down, start shaking things up a little bit, you know, start trying out transitions, start trying to level up the quality of your content during this period where people might not be watching as much. Yes. And I think that recently I have noticed that it doesn't take off as fast as it used to six months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm guessing because it's more saturated and there's more people that are in there and absolutely hit home. But what I am seeing is the people, the followers that are coming are so much more in line with my people. Like they are my people. It's almost like Instagram is figuring out who my audience is based on my reels. And now they're starting to show it to the right people. And maybe that audience size is a little bit smaller compared to where it had been showing it to in the past is my guess. Absolutely. It's just really interesting to see. So talk to me about Insta club hub. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the Insta club hub is my mom and I's um, Instagram coaching group. And it sounds funny to say my mom and I, um, I said it recently and someone's like, your mom, why, like, why should we li- listen to your mom? Um, to be totally honest, my mom, I like to consider her like an OG in this field. Um, she's been doing it for much longer than me. I, at the time of recording this have about 200,000 followers or so on Instagram, somewhere in that range. Uh, my mom's got like 700,000 followers on Instagram. She's got millions on Facebook and YouTube and all that other stuff. Uh, but her and I together, we run this Instagram coaching group where we have twice monthly live trainings. We also have template and those live trainings are on the like advanced in-depth topics. Um, then we also have templates and tutorials so that you can just plug and play. We have guides for reels. So we literally have like the audio scripted for you and links to all the video examples and stuff like that. Um, we also have a Q&A section because you know, Instagram is a beast and there's 50 million questions always about Instagram and all the changes. So we have a Q&A section where you can ask your questions 24-7. Um, and we have dozens of bite-sized recorded tr- recorded trainings. Some of them are five minutes long, just showing you how to set up your profile the right way, which so many people are missing out on. Um, and then best of all, is we have those longer recorded um, advanced trainings about stuff like how to sell, how to convert followers to customers, how to grow if you're in network marketing, how to grow if you're an artist, um, stuff like that. So the Insta Club Hub is really an all-encompassing resource when it comes to Instagram. We try to make it the one-stop shop for everything you need to know. Um, And right when you join, you get access to like a mini course that's an Instagram crash course. So it's like less than 30 minutes and it teaches you everything you need to know to get up and running on Instagram. Um, And we are running a special right now and it's ichspecial.com. Um, and it's seven dollars to to join the Insta Club Hub if you use that link. So it's I C H special I C H of course for the Insta Club Hub. But yeah, thank you for asking about that. No, of course, and we're going to link to that in the show notes as well, um, so that everybody can make sure that they pop over to get it if they didn't hear exactly what to do for the promo. Um, where are the best places to connect with you, Brock? The best place, absolutely, to connect with me is in the DMs on Instagram. Send me a direct message. Absolutely. I take my DMs very, very personally. Um, I know Jenny and I would both really appreciate it if you took a screenshot of this podcast and you know shared it on your story or, or just sent us a message about if you enjoyed the podcast and what you liked about it. Uh, but really appreciate everyone for listening today. And if, if anyone has any follow-up questions or, or they enjoyed the episode or they absolutely hated it and they are totally anti-Instagram and anti-everything I just said, I'd love to talk to you about it and just send me a direct message on Instagram. My handle uh, is Brock 
Eleven Johnson. I like to say that um, Eleven is my middle name. So Proc Eleven Johnson. (laughs) Excellent. We're going to make sure that that is linked as well. I appreciate you so much for taking the time to speak with me and my audience. Awesome. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, there you have it, you guys. I clearly could have continued talking to Brock the rest of the day, just picking his brain about the different ways that we can apply reels within our business. I'm hoping you took tons of notes and are ready to apply the strategies. If you want to take Brock up on the offer that they are running right now, please make sure to send him a DM on Instagram telling him you're interested in the Insta Club Hub. You can also send me a DM at Jenny underscore Melrose, and I will send you the link to that as well. For that promo that they are offering for Insta Club Hub. As always, you guys, I appreciate you all so much when you leave a rating and review on iTunes. It helps to find great guests and get them on the show. I'm going to be honest, I was a little starstruck with Brock. He is someone that I have been watching for the past six months on Instagram, knowing he has over 200,000 followers on Instagram and seeing the practices that he talks about actually get put into action and working starstruck. So I was so excited when he agreed to come on to the show. And the reason that he did is because he sees the reviews written by you all that show that you are listening and downloading and putting into practice the strategies that are taught on the podcast. So I appreciate you all so much for those that have already left a review. And for those that haven't, I'd love it if you would take the two minutes it takes to do it right now. All right, you guys, until next time, I will see you all then.